Ducks get Arizona State and Arizona this week. Time to chat with Doug Haller. Always good to talk to Doug. Doug covers Arizona State football and basketball for Easy Central Sports and uh, the Arizona Republic. Doug, how you doing this time of year? I am doing great. Um, glad the uh, I'm kind of surprised the end of the season's already here. It goes by so fast, but <clears throat> the next two weeks should be fun. And of course, Vegas should be crazy for the Pac-12 tournament. So I'm looking forward to that. The uh, Sun Devils have had the last week off before taking on uh, Oregon and Oregon State on this road trip. Their last time out on the floor faced the their rival, Arizona. And I know Arizona State came all the way back in that game from a big deficit to take a lead, and then DeAndre Ayton happened. Uh, what did you see in that 77-70 to Arizona win over the Sun Devils? Well, I give Arizona State credit. Uh, they were down by 18 in the first half, which was their largest deficit of the season. And, you know, it kind of looked like, you know, they were about ready just to get uh, blown off the court. But they did rally, and they have shown all season that, you know, they have that type of ability to, to score quickly and either uh, kind of push opponents off the court or at least get back into games. And that's what happened. But in the second half, you know, it, it just <laughs> – I mean, I've known this throughout the course of the season, but, you know, DeAndre Aiden is just kind of in a league by himself. Uh, you know, especially against ASU, which is kind of thin up front. They had no answer for him. I, I'm, I, it's been a few days, but I think he had 17 points, 14 rebounds, and three assists just in the second half. So he was clearly the difference. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was a high-level game. I've no doubt about that. And even, you know, ASU had won three in a row going into that. Even though they lost that game, I still think they're – they're in a pretty decent spot. It took, they had some rocky parts of, of the of the Pac-12 season. But I think they're starting to get back to at least to approach the way they played earlier in the year when they started off 12 and 0. And I I know they got a lot of senior leadership, and it shows up in their their scoring numbers as well. Obviously, with uh, Trey Holder leading the way, um, does that kind of help them as as the team goes through the ups and downs of the season? I mean, the, the fact that they've been in the top five in the AP poll going as high as three and then have dropped entirely out of the AP poll on two occasions. Now, the fact that they have that kind of senior leadership providing the way does, does that help them kind of navigate through some of the valleys? Yeah. I mean, without question, having senior guards is always a, a huge plus in college basketball, especially late in the season. The one drawback for Arizona state is that those senior guards have never really been in this position before. So they're kind of making it up as they go. Uh, the team hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since uh, 2014. That was under Herb Sendek. So, you know, it, it's not like they know this pass. I mean, they've kind of made it up, kind of made it up as they've gone along. Uh, you know, they've done things that, you know, no one in this program has done since the 80s as far as, you know, you know, getting into the top 10, starting off 12-0. and 0. You know, these were all new things uh, that – that the, that the program was experiencing. And, and for the most part, they did okay with, I mean, handling that. I think once they started facing some adversity, once they got into conference play, losing to Arizona and then going to Colorado, losing to overtime, and they realized that, you know what, it's not going to be quite this easy because in the conference, you know, coaches Dana Altman has seen Trey Holder and Cody Justice for four years now. He knows what they can do. He knows who they are. Uh, he has coached against Bobby Hurley for three years now, so he knows what Bobby Hurley does. It's harder, and I think they felt the weight of, of the expectations because, you know, it kind of blew up here in Tempe. I mean, this is a program that, you know, could only fill half the arena for the Pac-12 for their biggest games uh, in the Pac-12 for, you know, for the most part of the last 10 years. So now they're playing in sell-out, sold-out crowds in front of sold-out crowds. 
it was different for them. <laughs> and uh, I think once they started struggling, they had to kind of readjust and find different ways to win and find their confidence. And they're slowly getting back to that. I don't know if they're totally back to it, but but they're approaching it. Doug Haller joining us here on 1029-750 The Game. Uh, Doug, the top four seeds, as you know, in the Pac-12 will have buys in the Pac-12 tournament. And Arizona State currently on the outside looking in to those top uh, top four slots. But finishing the regular season with these uh, with the Oregon schools and then finishing at home against the uh, Northern California schools with Cal and Stanford coming into Tempe. What do you think the odds are that the Sun Devils finish strong and get their way into a bye? Not good. Um, there are a lot of teams in front of them right now. I think, you know, if you consider the tide, I don't have the stance in front of them, but I think they're tied with Oregon, and since Oregon's already beaten them, they would be, ASU would be eighth, I think, in the Pac-12 right now standings. Um, not, not, I wouldn't, I don't, I mean, I think they probably at least to start have to win three of their last four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means splitting this week in, in Oregon and then um, winning the last two in Tempe. I think winning the last two in Tempe is definitely doable. Uh, I think both these games this week will be tough for them. But predicting the Pac-12 on a week-to-week basis is nearly <laughs> impossible. I mean, just when you think a team is hot, uh, they go on the road <laughs> and everything changes. So, you know, everything's pretty much on the table. I think there are nine teams in contention, and that's counting Arizona, which I think pretty much has a has one of those buys locked up. But um, it, it's it's tough, man. I think Arizona's obviously the front runner. I think Utah might be playing better than anybody right now. After that, uh, you know, I know UCLA's, you know, kind of looks like they might be finding something, but you know, I don't fully trust them. So it depends what everybody else does, and ASU does have. One advantage in the fact that, you know, they, they finish at home and they do have one game at, you know, at Oregon State that you think they might be able to get. And, you know, maybe they can find a way. I think it will be difficult for them in Eugene, but maybe they can find a way to get that one too. But um, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's just tough. Week to week, it's impossible to say what's going to happen in this conference this year. And the piece you posted this morning on power rankings in the Pac-12, which, by the way, you can follow uh, or you can read by following Doug on Twitter at Doug Haller, and it's at azcentral.com. You know, Arizona, top of the conference right now, and for good reason, and it looks like they've got the best talent top to bottom, uh, without a doubt. But then there's Utah that you that you got power rank number two, and it's like that's a team we can forget about all too easily. But Utah is also playing one some of the best basketball in the conference. But I guess Doug, is this a good college basketball conference, or is it just is there just a lot of parity, or are those both and statements can both be true at the same time? You know, all the metrics say that the Pac-12 is the worst of the power conferences. I I tend to lean that direction, but at the same time. You know, you mentioned I'm an AP Top 25 voter. It, I've done that for several years now. Um, it's never been as hard as it is right now to come up with 25 teams that belong in the top 25. Um, you know, usually, you know, the top 10, you kind you have a good idea who those are. You know, maybe you could stretch out to 15. After that, I mean, you could just throw it up in the air. It, it's not just the Pac-12. It's it's really all over the country. Um, you know, St. John's beating Duke, St. John's beating Villanova. I mean, we're seeing things that typically, and I know college basketball has always been kind of this way, but I don't know if it's been to this extreme. I don't, I don't know how good anybody is. I mean, obviously Villanova's good. Virginia's extremely good. Uh, you know, I, I, I would have put Purdue in that conversation before they lost three in a row. Um, Michigan State obviously looks like 
you know, they're, they're always dangerous this time of year anyway. But, you know, I think usually when you go into a year you, or go into the NCAA tournament, you think you can maybe, you know, circle eight teams and go, like, those eight teams have a chance to win the national championship. I, I think it might even be closer to 20 this year. I mean, it's just a really bizarre year. And the Pac-12, you know, Arizona is obviously the leader, but, you know, it's not the Arizona we've seen from previous years. They're not as dominant as they've been. Um, and, you know, and I think, you know, maybe the conference might be a little bit deeper than, than usual, but, you know, I don't see anybody that's, to me, when you look at it, I don't see anybody that's capable of a deep NCAA tournament run. And I would include Arizona in that. That doesn't, that doesn't make me very popular in the state. Hmm. But, you know, I just don't see a team. I mean, obviously Arizona has elite talent. There's no doubt about that. If you put their roster up against anybody's in the country, you might take theirs. But, you know, and even Sean Miller will say, they very rarely will, will you – you watch Arizona and say, like, okay, they look like a team that can do, do some damage. They just, uh, they've just they been kind of up and down. Now, maybe they're starting to put some things together right now. I don't – we'll have to wait and see. But to me, it just seems like it's a down year for the conference overall. You know, while we're kind of touching around that subject, the fact that Arizona is one of those schools being investigated uh, by the FBI and, and um, you know, one of the prominent brands when that report came out, what what are your thoughts on just the state of college basketball right now, and and all the kind of unsurety and and the the nervous uh, hand wringing? I'm sure that's being done by a lot of coaches and athletic departments. Um, you know, on one hand, this is the way business has always been for a lot of these schools, and on the other hand, I this is a big deal. I mean, the FBI is getting involved. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on what's been going on in the sport? Uh, well, I don't know. I think everyone knows, everyone kind of suspected that that this was going on. Now, when the FBI gets involved, obviously that's something you don't expect. Um, you know, when it first happened, you know, gosh, way back before the season started, everyone was predicting that this was the end of college basketball as we know it, and here we are four months later, and really not a whole lot has changed. I mean, you've had Rick Pitino ousted, of course. Uh, DeAnthony Melton at USC didn't play this year. Um, you know, certain players that were directly involved, um, their situations changed. But you know, the two Pac-12 programs that are that are uh, that were included in the report, Arizona and USC, yeah, they 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 had some changes on the coaching staff. But as far as you know, uh, I mean, when this first happened, people in Arizona were talking about you know Sean Miller was going to possibly lose his job. You know, that's kind of cooled off at this point. And I know that uh, Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports just posted a story last week that said, you know, they had some sources that said, like, you know, it's coming, it's coming, and, you know, said that, you know, 16 of the top seeds that the NCAA Tournament Committee recently posted uh, that if the season ended today, here are your top 16 teams. I think he quoted somebody saying half of those teams would be in trouble, that, you know, this is really going to alter the sport. You know, we've been waiting a long time for this. And my concern, my question is, how far is the FBI willing to go with changing the sport of college basketball? Is that something that they really want to make a priority? Um, or will they just kind of, like, say, look, we scratched the surface, we're going to turn it over to the NCAA. And, of course, the NCAA doesn't have the greatest track record with cleaning up the sport in the first place. So, to me, it's always been kind of a, you know, I don't want to say I'm looking at it with a little bit of skepticism, but... You know, it's just kind of like, okay, we'll see what happens. There's been a lot of talk, but not a lot of action at this point. Doug Haller, AZ Central, joining us uh, right now. Last couple things for you, Doug. Um, first, this Arizona State matchup with Oregon Thursday night. What do the Sun Devils have to do in this game on the road in Eugene 
um, to, to change the result from when they lost at home to the Ducks earlier this season? Well, Arizona State is at its best uh, when their senior guards are shooting the ball well. And you know, that, that happened throughout the non-conference season. It was, it was amazing how well Trey Holder, Cody Justice, and Janet Evans all played together. Uh, since then, in the, in the conference season, teams have done a good job of taking away one of them or two of them. And, you know, they've had a hard time winning when, when two of the three aren't playing well or one of the three. Um, they need Trey Holder to play well, first and foremost, and he has been playing better lately. Uh, I think I, I went back and looked. When, when those three guards uh, account for at least 60% of their scoring, they're, they're eight and three, and, you know, the, the biggest wins have come when those when those three guards have accounted for 60%, the Kansas win, the Xavier win, UCLA, USC. So they need to do that. The other thing is they need to get to the foul line. Um, you know, they don't – they're limited in the post, um, and they've kind of offset that throughout the season when they've played their best by getting to the foul line. At one point they were leading the nation in um, free throw makes and attempted. Well, over the past eight games they've shot uh, attempted fewer than 20 on five times are on five occasions, and they've lost three of those games. So they need to get to the foul line, and they need those senior guards to play well. If they do that, they can they can beat anybody in the conference. They just haven't been able to do it uh, consistently lately. Last thing for you, Herm Edwards, how's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Herm is, um, I guess, everyone always asks me that. How is Herm <laughs> Edwards? Um, he, he's, he's fine. He's exactly what, you know, everyone, everyone says, is he really like what you see on TV? He is exactly what you see on TV. Um, I've been, I, I can't wait for, I've never said this, but I can't wait for when spring practice starts because I just want to see what it's like to see, to work with him on a daily basis because so far I've sat down with him one-on-one. I've seen him in a couple press conferences, uh, and he's always been kind of that soundbite type coach, uh, always very motivational, even speaking with the media. So I just want to see him what he's like on a daily basis if he's always that guy. Uh, because when, when they did hire him, I talked to him in the NFL, some guys that had coached in the NFL, and they said that, you know, that kind of, you know, kind of runs its course over the course of the season, and, and teams kind of players kind of learn to tune that out. So I just that's that's my big question. But um, I think people are warming up to the idea, at least locally. I don't know about nationally, but at least locally, I think people are starting to warm up to that to his hire. And uh, you know, they finished their recruiting class strong, so that certainly helped. Can't wait to read your work uh, from Arizona State spring ball and just to see. You know, yeah, I, I can't wait to see the results that uh, that that Herm provides and to see what kind of hire that. That was in terms of wins and losses will uh, will be intriguing. Doug, thanks so much for being generous with your time. It's good to connect with you and uh, enjoy the uh, the trip to Oregon and and all the college basketball that I'm sure will will uh, be coming in in the next uh, few days for Arizona State and moving into the Pac-12 tournament. All right, guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.